Hello, and you're very welcome to episode 20 of Dan and Dara Doability. Today we are in North Brunswick Street with the Independent Living Movement Ireland, and I'm joined by James Cawley, the policy officer here. Thank you very much, James, for taking the time to talk to us. No problem, Dan. I suppose we'll start off with, um, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and... Yeah, so my name is James Cawley and I'm the policy officer with the Independent Living Movement Ireland and I'm from Longford, uh, up Longford, uh, I'm the youngest of nine and uh, I suppose um, I've had a personal assistant service um, since university um, at the age of 18 so a personal assistant uh, enables me to live a life of choice, dignity and respect so it enables me to um, go out and decide when I want to have a pint, decide when I want to have a coffee, go to work, do all the normal things, whatever normal is. How did the opportunity for you with ILMI come about? Yeah, I suppose um, if we go back right to university, I was always quite involved with um, campaigns and around disability rights and activism. Um, and then I had a real grow for it, like a real love for it and uh, I kept at it and then when I came out I qualified as a secondary school teacher and I believe that even within teaching, although I was teaching course content and curriculum, I was also getting to be an influence to uh, the 1500 um, students in that school. Um, And then it was just that I was actually got a bit of work experience over in the European Parliament um, during the summer with with um, MEP Marion Harkin at the time and when I was flying back actually I saw the the advert um, and I saw that that they were looking for a policy officer with the Independent Living Movement Ireland and I said I'm going to give that a go and I applied and I applied myself uh, in terms of uh, why I was good for the job and I went for interview and lo and behold I got the job Um, so that's how it it all started. Excellent, so I suppose through um your your teaching um to begin with you were kind of breaking down barriers subconsciously um, absolutely yeah yeah removing barriers and um allowing participation and you know trying to i suppose um make the students more aware that you know disability is not just for people for them that are in the classroom but also you can have a person of influence if you like with a disability and it's okay to have a disability yeah. as well in Ireland. For an overview of um, ILMI, you have a slogan that goes nothing about us without us and, and rights not charity. Mm. Could you expand a little bit on that and, and just kind of what the meaning is behind it? Yeah, I suppose if we take rights not charity first, um, disability can be looked upon as like in a medical model and a social model and and um, in the medical model of disability, um, it's quite often like the charity model that, like, you know, that um, disability can be, I suppose, cured or um, you see um, that, uh, you know, go out and rattle buckets and kind of that ideology that. But what we're trying to say is that in the social model of disability is that we talk about rights and the rights perspective of disability, that mm. a person, a disabled person uh, should have the right to a home like everyone else. Um, to access transport, to have employment, um, to engage in, in education. And sometimes um, the way forward with that is uh, with the assistance of a personal assistant mm-hmm. um, for disabled people. Absolutely. And I suppose you, you touched on it there with the with the medical model. of, And it, it, it struck me as a kind of, there was a sense of sympathy. So I suppose with the, with the social model, you're kind of trying to, 
break that down and, and eradicate it in a sense. Would, would it be right in, in saying that? Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, I suppose, again, the social model um, definitely doesn't look at sympathy. Um, and we've all, and we still do, and I'm sure you do as well, when you're out yes, and about, absolutely. you still get people come over patting you on the head and going, oh, you great little fella, and all them silly yeah, kind of things. But definitely. that happens still in 2019. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, when we are kind of trying to increase the um, percentage of disabled people in the workforce and when we are kind of um, making our houses more universally designed and more kind of um, access routes into education, that mm. uh, there will be one day that we will be equal. And, um, you know, that, again, with the, the slogan there of nothing about us without us, like, nothing should be designed without consulting a disabled person because we are the experts in the field. So that's a really good example of nothing about us without us. Um, and I suppose you, you mentioned there about housing and stuff. So how does the process, from my LMI's point of view, um, for independent living work? So how how would one apply for independent living and for a, a personal assistant? Yeah, well, I suppose if we look at the four pillars, so the four pillars uh, to independent living that we believe in are um, housing, transport, employment and a personal assistant service. Um, so if we take personal assistance service that is vital for a disabled person to live independently and have a, a life of choice dignity and respect it's respectively uh, I always say an extension of my, my limbs uh, of my arms and legs but um, a person would apply through the local HSE office uh, and then um, they would be, have an assessment um, through an occupational therapist and then they would be awarded a number of hours um, Unfortunately, though, what we've seen, though, then, is that in 2017, that 2,470 people that had a personal assistance service in Ireland, that 84% of them had about less than three hours a day on average. Um, with That's over, just ridiculous. Yes, absolutely. And then it, with over 40% of people having an average of 42 minutes per day. Um, and so we have to kind of pose the question, is that independent living or is it institutionalisation in the home? Um, and just to put it into context, my shower routine takes about 40 minutes um in a day you know in the morning yeah so, on its own yeah so yeah. you wouldn't even get a slice of toast or butter on the toast and you'd be going out the door yeah. uh, and your personal assistant is gone if you're going on them statistics um so, so yeah. that's definitely um you said the latter in terms of institutionalization in the home that's definitely would be my opinion you know mm. instead of um as you mentioned living in a life of uh choice, dignity and, and respect. Um, so I suppose, from your point of view, what are the biggest kind of misconceptions around independent living that people have at the minute? Well, I suppose if we take the misconception around disability that, um, you know, disabled people are limited, restricted, are, um, you know, uh, not able to do certain things. As a matter of fact, we actually are when we're enabled by supports such as a personal assistant or accessible housing or accessible transport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if all of those pieces or the pillars fit together, that comes together as the puzzle of independent living. So yeah. um, I suppose uh, the misconceptions again are that, that we can't do things, or but of course we can once mm-hmm. we have the support of a indep- uh, personal assistant and, uh, as I said, accessible housing, transport, etc. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So you recently uh, launched the Right to Personal Assistance in Ireland initiative. Um, I think that was last week. Um, so could you expand a little bit on that 
and, and what that involves. Yeah, so last week in Leinster House we launched Achievement uh, a Right to a Personal Assistant Service in Ireland and um, it was launched actually by the Minister for Disability, Finian McGrath, uh, and myself and our chairperson, Shelley Gaynor, went into Leinster House in the AV room and we got to give personal accounts on uh, what a personal assistant is and how it enables us to live our life um, uh, on the direction of ourselves. Um, and I suppose it looks at kind of um, comparisons um, and Sweden being one of the kind of um, lead leaders in um, a personal assistant service. And uh, what we'd be saying is that a personal assistant service should get its own standalone um, funding. Um, so what we'd be looking at for uh, going forward is that there's... Um, legislation in place for a personal assistance service so currently there's no legal right to a personal assistance service in Ireland so firstly to firstly to have legislation and obviously the investment um, to define what a personal assistance service is uh, and to standardise it because um, I was kind of saying it to you before um, the interview as well that you know um, Ireland's split across nine CHO areas and um, it's a matter of luck within geography if you're living in Longford or Cork or whatever in terms mm-hmm. of what hours you would get so what we'd be saying um, from a human rights perspective and from the Independent Living Movement Ireland is that there should be standard standardised um, approach to um, an assessment around a personal assistance service and lastly then to promote a personal assistance service so a person can go out and choose when they want a coffee or a pint or get their mm-hmm. nails done or get their shopping or do what they want um, so yeah I suppose that that is the very definition of, as you mentioned earlier, choice, dignity and respect. Absolutely. Um, thank you very, very much for giving us your time. Yeah, and definitely just um, when I have the, the opportunity now, you can go over to our website on www.ilmi.ie yes. or follow us on Twitter or on Facebook as well. Absolutely. Thank It'll you be chatting much. to you. And likewise, thank you very much. So Dan, that was a pretty interesting interview. It certainly was. It certainly was. I learned a lot about independent living entails and what I'll need to do in in the future in terms of uh, applying for it and getting the ball rolling. Yeah, but frightening sort of numbers he was talking about as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, to think that you can end up with a PA for 40 minutes in a day or or 50 minutes in a day. Yeah. I mean, that's just absolutely i i mean he said that to us and i i just i honestly like i'm even as we're talking now i'm even speechless about it because it's just it's complete and utter nonsense yeah that's expecting you know james mentioned about institutionalization in the home which is that and and that's what it is it's just moving it's just moving it from one place to another it's just it's just shifting it from kind of an institution kind of going, oh, well, <coughs> we're years ago. And I mean, I'm old enough to know years ago what, what that looked like. Right. Homes and stuff like that for people with disabilities. And, you know, that was it. They were shipped off, put in a home. Right. Happy uh, days. So it was Down kinda, the road there, Asher's not great. So it was kind of like similar to, to nursing homes in a sense. D- in not. a sense, yeah. But probably, probably more, probably, probably a more appropriate setting than a nursing home. And we were going to have a look at a story that, 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 later on that that's actually in the news there's a court case going on about something similar right. but we're probably better set up than a nursing home <clears throat> okay and they're probably better catered for we say the residents who are who are within it but you know now it's kind of like ah, listen sure listen we, we let them off we let them have them in their independent living but we're just going to close the door and throw away the key and we'll have somebody drop by 
it's, it's you know a, make sure they're still alive and it 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 brings back what what james was saying about you know living a life of choice dignity and respect that is the exact opposite yeah of what those three things what what hope mean, have you got you know you know what chance yeah here you are going to college you know you're going to come out with your honors degree next year no question about it and then what you're going to go yeah well that's it dan sure you know you've, you've given it a good try yeah you know that's a way home with you exactly uh you know yeah. you're you're no longer sort of able to interact with society or we, we we had an earlier conversation and kind of going through and i know i did kind of get a little bit annoyed earlier which thankfully isn't on, on hasn't been recorded but yeah well rightly so uh, <laughs> yeah in a sense uh you know i mean because um and that's where having your perspective on on these things is very very interesting for me in particular because you're if you don't mind like you're slightly removed from it oh absolutely yeah you, you know, know what i mean and I, I think i read it somewhere on facebook there's nothing that gets people annoyed as quickly as something's got fuck all to do with them and it is yeah it, it's kind of that ooh, indignation <laughs> sort of oh, down with that sort of type thing but you know he was even mentioning yesterday where they were down last week they were in with the government ministers talking about housing yes and housing rights and what requirements we say disability or people with disabilities would have to make sure that they're being accommodated in, in houses that are being built i hope yeah and the thing is you're you're not seeing those houses like they you know it's all good talking to people with disabilities and saying we will provide this but then it's not being provided which is why i'm i'm very excited to hear about the rights to personal assistance in personal assistance in ireland initiative that i lmi uh, launched last week that james was talking about in leinster house because it, it's pushing for it and as he said there's no Current legislation at the minute. Yeah, if they, if they could make it, in, if they could get it through as legislation, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But um, to be just sitting around talking about it, though, Dan, mm-hmm. and you know, I know they were talking about they're going to monitor what the government is up to and what the government are going to do about it. We're still no closer. You know, we're still a better off spending two billion on a hospital in James's, and then we like that's huge. Yeah, and nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to happen. It's kind of they're going. Well, it's going to cost what it's going to cost. What hope have, have you getting a PA? Mm. You know, are, are they going to deliver on that? And I know we're going to go back to the houses thing. There's a housing crisis. Uh, you know, yeah. how far how far down the pecking order are people with disabilities going to be? Exactly, and that that's something that I I asked you know James about during the interview off air about like just we as you said we are in the middle of a housing crisis at the minute so like it's hard for the general public to get houses anybody never it's mind. yeah just, it's... so then if you if you split that down into people with yep. disabilities then it's just it's... exactly it becomes even less and less so if there's yeah. if the government are, are going to build 50 houses i mean how many of those are going to be we say social housing never mind housing for people with disabilities is it yeah. going to be one feels like that time. yeah it kind of does i mean you know the, the numbers of, of people with disabilities or people requiring special needs or whatever stuff like that are, are pretty high yes so the one or two houses is that really gonna is that even feasible that's not now? gonna cut the mustard as no it's not and it's not gonna it's not gonna work 
It's not going to. It's not just. It's just simply not going to get there. Speaking of housing, actually, you mentioned to me about a story that you'd read. Yeah, uh, it's more than just a story, I suppose, Dan. It, I mean, it it should. It's a, it's a sad story to to some degree, but hopefully, uh, some good will come over. Right. Uh, it's a court case uh, that's been taken by an individual. Uh, she's a thirty four year old deaf woman, and she's suing the HSE over being placed in a facility for the elderly. Uh, on what planet that could be considered uh, a suitable place? Yeah. Um, I have no idea. And um, you said thirty four. <clears throat> yeah, thirty four. Yeah, thirty four. Yeah, thirty four old deaf woman uh, sues the HSE over. That's the headlines now being placed in elderly, in a facility for the elderly. Thirty four. Yeah. Council said uh, she has been put in the nursing home on a temporary basis, but that was almost two years ago. Hmm. Yeah. That's not what I would call temporary. No, it's not. I just I'll, I'll read you a small bit of it. Okay. So uh, here's story time with Tara. <laughs> uh, okay. The health and well-being of a profoundly deaf woman with physical disabilities placed by the HSC in a nursing home since 2017 is deteriorating, the High Court has heard. The action uh, has been brought by 34-year-old Jennifer Walsh, who is profoundly deaf, has a significant physical disability and uses a wheelchair, who says that despite the best efforts of those working there, the nursing home is inappropriate. Uh, no, sorry, she, she said her, her client is at full capacity but has been for many years uh, wrongly designated as having an intellectual disability. Council said that this has harmed Jennifer and the HSE does not appear to have a care plan for his client and has placed her in an utterly unacceptable environment. Pretty much goes on, but <clears throat> I think, you know, the case in itself, what we're talking about, I suppose, with the ILMI mm. and, you know, people's rights and stuff like that and and being institutionalized in the home or wherever and stuff like that yeah. i hope she wins this case oh absolutely absolutely you Couldn't know agree because i'm sure if that's one there's going to be more yeah and there should be and we stop doing it's, uh what what's the metaphor for it it's um coming out from underneath the floorboards yeah no yeah. i mean it is and i mean there's a lot of stuff obviously that's coming out through the floorboards in this country yeah with babies and wells and stuff and sewers and all that sort of stuff. Bring it all out there and then let's have these conversations because, you know, we got to treat the citizens of our country Absolutely. a little bit better than that. Absolutely. And uh, I know we, we've mentioned it a, a good few times already in this episode, but uh, it yet again comes back to what James was saying about living your life with choice, dignity and respect. At 34 years old, you should, at any age. Yeah. I mean, we, able, we've spoken to other people. You should be able to do that. In college. Yeah. Who have similar situations. Yes. Who all they want to do is get on with their life, but yes. are being restricted. Mm-hmm. Through no fault of their own, but just through their circumstances. Trying to get to college then in the morning, or, or, or get home, or get looked after, or, or get that, that input from a PA. It's mm-hmm. a fight, and an argument, and it's difficult. And it doesn't matter where you are sort of socially in the pecking order, whether you're doing quite well or your family are well off or you have family or you don't have family. You shouldn't have to have these arguments. I'm not saying it should be a, an automatic right. Okay, but yeah. But you shouldn't have to jump through hoops. Yeah. It should be no, a fairly I, I a, a yeah. fairly handy handy way through. Not everybody wants to go to college and everybody wants to work. Not everybody. That's not everybody's route. It's not everybody's yes. route in life. Yeah. No matter who you are. I agree. Yeah, but if if that's what you want to do, and you're capable of it, away with you. That's let's just facilitate yeah. angry Dara. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's 
that story actually sorry Danny, angry, so angry for a reason so you're angry good. for a reason yeah that was a story out of the journal um okay we'll post a link we will that. we will uh and we'll keep you abreast of um, yeah so we'll try and follow that if we can developments yeah you were on your uh you had a weekend away down didn't you really with the rest of the dubs down in wexford I did. Where, yeah, it's a bank holiday weekend and all the dubs go, all right, bud, let's go into the car. We're all going out to Wexford. We're going down, down, down to the caravan. No, it's not a caravan. It's a mobile home. So it's more expensive again. It's not a tent. <laughs> but you did have yeah. a, little, a little bit of positive of it. A bit of retail therapy while you were down there. Yeah. So we went out uh, shopping in, in Gorey and went into Dunn stores and just having a look around. Found some clothes that I liked. And uh, went into the wheelchair fitting room, and uh, yeah, we have we have the photograph up up on Instagram. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. and you could have a disco in there. Yeah, it's huge. It's and I, ha- I have to say as well, Dan, I it's not something I've considered. Right. Ever. Okay. Again, it's another sort of um really moment for me. Yeah. You know because I I don't think I've seen one. Right. I okay. don't think I've been in one. Yeah. I don't think I found myself in a changing room and went, this is actually pretty big. Ever. Right. Okay. Never mind realising there is one for a wheelchair. Yeah. And actually, are, are they are they fairly common or are they rare? To be honest, in my experience, they are not that common. Hmm. You know what I mean? You could like, you could get by for... Jeez, not any fitting room I've ever been in. To be fair, right. I, just the point I think about them, it, they're all little kind of... Slots in the wall, a uh, bit of an old curtain, um, and yeah. uh, you know the next time I walk into a changing room, I'm going to have to look around and go, "Says we got wheelchair in here now." To tell you the truth, I think a lot of the time for me, because I've had experiences with fitting rooms where it's very tight and stuff. A lot of the time, I would take it home. Yeah. Try it on, and then if it doesn't fit, bring it oh, back. Oh, yeah, it goes back, yeah. Yeah, uh, just for kind of convenience purposes. But we went into the fitting room. You'd have one of your servants do it for you. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, take that back from me. Cut off. <laughs> but no, it's something I'm going to have to look at now again. Yeah. You know, and that's take out uh, my, my, my third eye and just kind of. Oh yeah, fair enough. You could, you couldn't, or they exist. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and um, like it's again, it's something so small, but it it's so effective when it works. Yeah, and uh, like you said, um, the photo is on our Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there was like a fold down chair. There was rails like you'd find in the bathroom. For balance and stuff, there was two sets of hooks. One that was lower down for, um, the person with a disability, and then one for taller people with disabilities. Their care or whoever, yeah, or yeah, yeah. taller people or whoever exactly. Needs it. Yeah. Um, and full length mirror when you go in on the left hand side. It's just brilliant. I I was really I was really really impressed with it because. It's not something that, as as we discussed, it's not something that I'm used to. Yeah. Um, so well done, done stores. Yeah. No fair play. That's that's absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, I want to see more of that, please. Yeah. And we shall report on these things more often as we find them. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, in fairness, yeah. Definitely, and that's not something that I was 
expecting. Mm. It just kind of, I was like, whoa, this is brilliant. Um, yeah. So this is Dan and Dara 2 Ability. You can get us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. At Dan and Dara Do Ability. You can also send us an email. Dan and Dara Do Ability at gmail.com. I've been Dara McNicholas. I've been Dan Airy. And we'll talk to you very soon.